Hello everyone, my name is Joshua Sharon. I want to welcome you to a brand new podcast entitled The Joshcast. On this podcast, I want to touch a few particular topics that is nudging at my heart. Information, faith, comedy, and encouragement. Information is liberating. Faith is trusting in God. Comedy is medicine. And encouragement is hope. If you have all four, you can move forward in the right direction. Well, for today's episode, I want to talk about good trouble. Good trouble. In 1957, a teenage boy named John Lewis left the Cottonfield Farm in Alabama for Nashville, which was the epicenter of the struggle for civil rights in America. This guided at a critical time and established him as one of the most charismatic and courageous leaders. Lewis' leadership in the Nashville moment, a student-led effort to desegregate the city of Nashville using sit-in techniques based on the teachings of Gandhi. This set the tone of the civil rights movement in the 1960s. When you read the book Walking with the Wind, a memoir of the movement, John Lewis traces his role in the pivotal summer marches, Bloody Sunday, and Freedom Rides. Inspired by his mentor, Dr. Martin Luther King, Lewis' vision of perseverance also through history. In 1986, he ran and won a congressional seat in Georgia and remained in office all the way to his death. The late Edward M. Kennedy said of Lewis, John tells it like it is. Lewis spends most of his life walking through against the wind of time, but surely walking with the wind of history. Wow, that's powerful. On last week, a motorcade left led John Lewis on the final tour of Atlanta, a city that he represented in Congress for more than three decades and a place that he established a nonviolent movement to protest against racism. As we have said, we see that John Lewis was one of the Freedom Riders. Now, his death on July 17th came at a moment of unrest across America, with the nation again wrestling with its troubled racial history in the days since. As we see that Mr. Lewis had a term called good trouble. As a young man and for the rest of his life, he defined it as a moral call to rebel through nonviolent means against injustice, even if the consequences were hard. When we look at colleagues of Washington, they even called him the consciousness of Congress, pushing many activists and others to show this nonviolent message of resistance. Now, here we are at this very powerful moment in history where 
we have had someone who has marched with Dr. King. He is someone who was on that day of Bloody Sunday. Now, during his life, John Lewis used to get into trouble. He called it good trouble to achieve necessary change. Now, when we look at several years ago on a place called the Enmint Pettus Bridge leading to Selma, in 1965, it was something called Bloody Sunday. John Lewis was knocked to the ground. His hands was raised above his head in a useless attempt to stop the blow from a policeman's club, which was about to crack his skull. He said later in life that he thought he would die on that bridge that day. This moment called Bloody Sunday was seen by millions on television. It was the birth of a phase of the National Civil Rights Movement. It was the enfranchisement of Alabama's black population. Let's look at this. Fewer than 1%, according to the historical books, has less than 1% of the eligible Black voters in the state had been allowed to register. After what become known as Bloody Sunday, according to Walking with the Wind, Dr. King and John Lewis asked people to come and support their efforts to hold another march on Montgomery. When we look at, there was a man named Father Clement. Uh, he went. And there was even a memorial for Malcolm X that had been assassinated weeks before. Later, as history has, has, has told us, later President Johnson chanted on television, we shall overcome. A few months later, he signed a bill which was called the Voting Rights Act. Today, there are more than black offic elected officials in Alabama, Mississippi, than any other states. Now, when we come to... The Mississippi Freedom Summer in 1964, we understand that John Lewis was making his steps toward history and being another voice for civil rights. After Malcolm X's assassination, there was a man by the name of Stokely Carmichael who became the head of the SNCC. He was, com he was committed to the concept of black power, just blacks organizing blacks. John Lewis disagreed and went a different direction. He became one of the voices of civil rights and he returned to the South to continue organizing. Um, then as we look, then John went further into uh, helping Andrew Young, Jesse Jackson, and Julian Bond. In 1968, John was matched against his fellow activist Bond for U.S. congressional seat. And when you look at the Cross race, they called John Lewis the consciousness of Congress. We understand that when we look at the heroes that were in the civil rights movement, we understand that John Lewis was the last of that movement to be alive. When we look at the 50th anniversary of Selma in 2015, when he crossed the Edmund Pettus Bridge, we understand that he was not only walking there, but he also was walking with former President Barack Obama 
and the others that were walking with him on that bridge, 50 years celebrating. Now, when you look at the deaths that have happened in the black community of our leaders, we see that John Cummings has passed away. Joseph Lowry has passed away. C.T. Vivian has passed away. Charles Evers, who was Mega Evers' brother and also the first black mayor in Mississippi. We are seeing that our leaders have passed on. Now, John did die, not from the virus, but of cancer. Now, when we look at the life that he has lived, his life was always put towards fighting for our people. We understand that on last week, we had to bury John Lewis, but let's look at how this even started. It started on a Saturday in Alabama with stops to Troy, a city near the cotton farm where he was raised, and then Selma, where his body was carried across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. He and many activists have crossed this bridge in March 1965, even though they were bombarded by tear gas and state troopers while doing clubs. His body was then went to Washington, where he was the first black lawmaker to lie in state, according to the news of the U.S. Capitol. Then he was buried on Thursday in Atlanta after a funeral at Ebenezer Baptist Church, which was the historical home of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King and also where former President Obama gave the eulogy. Before it arrived at the state capitol, the hearse paused at an intersection in the Midtown neighborhood where crosswalks were painted, where they drove down John Lewis Freedom Parkway. And they said an image that said hero. The tour throughout the city was a reminder that John Lewis had left Atlanta, but he also left a powerful legacy. When we look at this, we have to realize that this is a powerful loss. Whenever we lose our heroes, whenever we feel the pain of our heroes passing on, we have to think and reflect on the good that they have done. When I think about the poems that can help me understand what John Lewis was fighting for, I have to go to the powerful poet of Langston Hughes. And he wrote a poem years ago that said, Let America be America again. The poem started off and says, Oh, let my land be a land where liberty is crowned with no false patriotic wrath. But opportunity is real. And life is free. Equality is in the air we breathe. I want to say that again. Langston Langston Hughes wrote a poem. And it said, let America be America again. He didn't say let America... He didn't say make America great again. He said, let America be America again. Oh, let my land be a land where liberty is crowned. With no false patriotic wrath. But opportunity is real. 
And life is free. Equality is in the air we breathe. When we look at this, we understand that this powerful prophet called America to be America again. And here we are gathered today, seeing that this prophetic person in the name in in John Lewis. Now, when we think about those two words, good trouble, what does that really mean? Because most would say there's bad trouble. There's all kinds of trouble, but what does good trouble means? Good trouble means that you're able to get into trouble and you're able to get into things regardless of the consequence, regardless of what people tell you what's right and what's wrong, but you make them in your mind to speak Against the problems that's going on. You make up in your mind to say yes. Yes I'm getting into trouble. But there's a good reason why. What. Is the difference between. John Lewis good trouble. And the trouble that we see. In today. Well what we see with John Lewis. Is that he was such a selfless. Man. He decided to say, you know what, instead of me being someone who's going to cause trouble, I'm going to take my trouble and make sure that it brings some good to those in need. When we think of the people who have marched and protested and who spoke against the evil and who spoke against Jim Crow and spoke against lynching and spoke against all of these evil things that was going on, segregation. We look at the people who were a part of the civil rights movement. They were doing good trouble. The great thing about history is that when you study history, especially black history, as black people, we should always know our history. Um, The great thing about learning our history is that we have a great representation of what we can do as leaders of today. When you look at John Lewis, he was able to say, I'm going to protest. I'm going to be against it. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to go to Congress and I'm going to push that message even further. The good thing about John Lewis is that he became a politician, but he didn't become a political sellout. We look at politicians today who get elected, who win the votes, and they're put in a position, but they don't want to give any good trouble. They like to give good advice. They like to have, you know, good solutions that suits their agenda. But we never see any political people who are trying to get into good trouble. Where is the fire for good trouble? Where is the spark and the hunger 
to cause good trouble. We've seen recently three king three kings of civil rights, C.T. Vivian, John Lewis, Joseph Larry, all pass away. Who are the new voices that will give good trouble? Who are the new voices that will say, you know, yes, things are not good, but instead of me adding hindrance, who's going to show help to this message of good trouble? Obviously, this is a sign. Obviously, this is a big opportunity for leaders to stand up and carry on good trouble. This is an obvious clarion call, a signal, an opening for someone to speak about good trouble. If there are leaders passing away, if there are leaders who are now no longer on the stage, obviously the stage is changing. Obviously, there is something that has to happen. Because as our leaders are passing on, as our leaders are becoming old, as our leaders are standing still and giving opportunity for others, we as the others have to stand up and continue this strong, rebellious, unashamed message of good trouble. We don't need any more sellouts because that's what we have today. We have a lot of sellouts. We have people who do not care. But what we need is leaders that care. When you heard John Lewis talk about good trouble, when you talk, when you heard Dr. King talk about dreams, when you talked about, uh, when you heard Dr., when you heard Mark, Malcolm X talk about by any means necessary, they were serious about what they were saying. We have to stand up. And continue this message of good trouble. We can't allow our leaders to just die and everything that they work for die with them. We have to be responsible and say, yes, these leaders are passing over. We will stand and be the new leaders to give good trouble. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to say, you know what? Yes, our leaders have gone on. But I can still carry the message of good trouble. We look at the White House. There needs to be some good trouble in the White House. When we look at our leaders, they need some good trouble. When we look at those who are in authority, they need some good trouble. Because when you bring good to the world, there's something good about it. When you bring accountability... That shows that you can be accountable for the good trouble that you're about to walk into. And then the powerful thing about this is that. I love how when we look at strong leaders like John Lewis and we look at the strong leaders that have came before us, they show a positive message of leadership. They show us a positive message of Not being afraid. I feel like we have so many people who are afraid to speak against things. They're so afraid to not say something. They're afraid to be themselves. But what I love about 
John Lewis and the leaders of before, they were not afraid to speak against things that were bothering them. They didn't just sit on the sidelines and allow people to say, oh, it's OK to do this. It's OK to do that. No, they they said, no, we're going to speak up. We're going to say something. We're going to be somebody. The question I have for you is, are you ready to give good trouble? Are you ready to speak against the things that are wrong? Are you ready to speak against the racism, the sexism, the classism, the foolishness that try to stop us? Are you ready to speak against the things that are hindering us? Are you ready to speak against gentrification that's trying to kick us out of our neighbors? Are you going to speak against the laws that are trying to be institutionalized and put into our communities to stop us? Are we going to have the strength to speak against the things that are hindering our young black boys and young black girls? Do we have the the gravitas and strength to say, yes, I'm going to cause good trouble. I may not be like, but I'm going to cause good trouble. I may not be supported, but I'm going to cause good trouble. I may not have people who's going to support me, but I'm going to cause good trouble. That's the powerful thing. The question should not be. Is who's the next John Lewis? All this other stuff. No, the question should be who's going to stand up and cause good trouble? Who's going to stand up and say, I'm going to continue this message of good trouble? I'm not going to allow this to just stop at one person, but I'm going to continue being the leader and I'm going to continue being that man that's going to speak against what's trying to hinder us and stop us. I'm going to stand and be unashamed and cause good trouble. I want to say thank you so much for listening to this. Um, I am definitely at a loss of words hearing that all of our leaders are passing away. But the good thing is, is that we have leaders who can stand up and fill the gap. I want you to please subscribe to this podcast. Uh, please subscribe to the Josh Cast. We'd love for you to uh, to support. If you like to contact me, contact me on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. I'm on all three. Uh, first name Joshua, last name Sharon. S H E R R O N. If you would love to email me, I would love to e- for you to email me. J O S H U A S H E R R O N. INC at gmail.com. Please send me an email. If you're enjoying this, please let me know. And if you would love to support and push our message of the Josh Cast, please donate to our Cash App, dollar sign J O S H S H E R R O N. I want everyone to enjoy, and I want you to know on the Josh Cast, you'll receive a gift that lasts. 